Hello and welcome to the Core Perform Corner, where registered dietitians and personal trainers teach you how to optimize your gut health, hormones, and fitness. Our team has utilized the trademark and evidence-based Core Perform protocol to transform over 500 lives mentally and physically. Here at Core Perform, we have three core values that are family, communication, and care. So if you are ready, subscribe to join our family, communicate with us through our Facebook group to ask questions, and we'll take care of the rest. Please remember this episode should not be used as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. And now, let's get on to this week's question. Hello and welcome back to the Core Perform Corner. It is dietitian and gut health coach Courtney. Um, I'm finally not by myself today. The last few episodes I've done was just me solo, but I actually have a past core performer here with me. Um, well, I'm going to let her introduce herself in a little bit here, but this is going to be a very, very interesting and insightful episode. It's something we've never really talked about before. Um, something that is relatively newer in regards to um, clinical research as far as what it, exactly it is, how it relates to gut health, how it relates to your health in general. Um, and who knows, there might be a little bit of debate back and forth as far as if what we're talking about even exists. So we're going to dive in a little bit more. I'm going to let my wonderful ex-client um, Kay introduce herself, and we will just dive right in and um, learn a lot of interesting, cool things today. Hi, Kay. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I've, I've missed you so much. I know, I missed you too. Yeah, um, so my name's Kay. I am a past client of actually Dasha and Courtney. I got to work with both of y'all, so that was super special. Um, and yeah, uh, what, else do, what else should I say? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like first things first, I mean, what brought you to Core Perform? Like, how did you yeah. find us? Um, and you know, how long were you with us? And then that'll kind of be a good stepping stone as far as your journey and what we found out. Okay, so um, let's see, I think like, long story short um i ended up like seeing some posts on social media i don't think it was dasha i think it was someone else um that was like basically had talked about like they had gotten a gi map done and it was because of like all these symptoms the same ones that i was having like fatigue puffy eyes like headaches during the day um just like a lot of like non-gi symptoms but they did GI map and found out that it was because of the GI symptoms. So that's kind of what led me to like, I actually ended up getting a GI map done just like on my own. And then I consulted with Dasha after that um, about like what the hell it was basically. Um, and so, yeah, I worked with Dasha for a while or not really that long, maybe like three months or so. Um, and she basically treated me for like, you know, possible SIBO and like dysbiosis and stuff. And, you know, I did all of the, um, you know, like, I don't, I don't even know how to, it's been a while now, so I don't remember like what the protocol was really like Probably as far the, the nutrition, because obviously we can't give away our secrets, but you did our nutrition <laughs> protocol. You yes, I did the nutrition protocol. Yes. Okay. And I did supplements as well. Um, and yeah, it was, it, it was good. I always like, it was funny because even from the very beginning, like when I was doing this, the, um, like the supplements and the food and everything, I was like, 
you know, I feel a little bit better, but I don't really feel that much worse or that much better. You know what I mean? I didn't really feel like that different. So I was like, I don't really even know if it's working, you know, if that makes any sense. Um, so yeah. At what point did you start to think that maybe it was something else instead of GI issues? So we know that like your, your like motility was getting better. Like digestion was improving, which was great. But like you said, you were still having like the yeah. like inflammation yeah. and like brain fog and just like puffy yeah. eyes. So what well, so did you investigate further? Like, this is what it was like weird that I even like found you guys in general, because I really never had any GI problems like at all. Like I never had bloating. I never had like issues with any foods or anything. I just was like having a lot of other things that I thought mm-hmm. were like, related to GI. So I just thought that's what it was. So it's almost like I always knew that it wasn't related to my gut, but I just like thought, you know, what else can it be? You know what I mean? Like check off the box, like what yeah. else? box off and then see what it was. And then, um, after I did like the protocol with Dasha and then we were kind of like, you know, like better more or less, um, I started working with you and then, um, I don't, I think I actually started to feel like almost like I felt better for a little bit. And then I started to go back, you know what I mean? To how I felt before, which now like looking back just like makes so much sense because, um, like basically like with Dasha, I like detox, I like kind of like detox, mm-hmm. the, like the systemic problems for a little bit. And then because of the actual, um, like the actual problem, all my symptoms just came right back. So Yeah. <laughs> I think at this point too, the people that are listening are like, what is it? Like what, what's oh, the problem? What's going on? So let's, okay. So I'll, I'll try to like, if, if the suspense is probably killing people. Um, so what made you even think that it was possibly something else? So ultimately at the end of the day, what we were figuring out when Kay came over to me, we knew that something was still causing her inflammation. Something was still disrupting her metabolism, disrupting her hormones something that wasn't gut health related was still at the root cause of these issues. We were like, okay, what the heck could it possibly be that would be causing systemic inflammation? Like, could it be mold? Could it be Lyme disease? Could it be, you know, anything else? And then we started thinking about other things that Kay had introduced into her body that maybe her body didn't agree with, which was 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 breast implants. It was her boobs. it was it's so crazy um yeah that 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 was totally the answer and I think I actually ended up just like seeing that on social media as well and I just like had it in the back of my head and then until I like brought it up with you guys I like that was when I was like oh my god like the light bulb completely went off and I was like this is absolutely what is causing my problems like it was fatigue it was headaches waking no period, um, brain fog, all those things were causing like crazy symptoms. So from the stupid implants. So, and it's just, it's crazy because I remember like, as soon as you had brought it up as well, I also had a light bulb moment where I was like, Oh my, I mean, it sounds so crazy and kind of like far-fetched, but when you, you know, look at the signs and symptoms, look at everything else that we've done, all the other tests that we've done, we're like, you know what? it sounds far-fetched, but like, what this if is it. I couldn't let go of the feeling of like, what if though, like, what if it's all because of this? And then ultimately at the end of the day, only time will tell when, if, if slash, when we actually 
remove the implants from your body, you're like, you would know almost immediately if your body was responsive to it or not, which is interesting. So yeah. as soon as you said it, I started looking into it as well, because I, the first time I was introduced to it was actually from a bodybuilder um, yeah. named Katie, who um, had implants done like a couple years ago, um, was thriving, living her best life. And then for whatever reason, after um, like a year or two of having the implants, her recovery in the gym was just massively decreasing. Her weight wasn't um, going down anymore when she was cutting for her shows. She would have tons of inflammation and her hormones were out of whack and her periods and like all the other stuff. And she was doing um, vlogs on YouTube saying like she has just so low energy and brain fog and joint pain. She was like, I don't know what's going on with me. I don't remember how she actually found out about um, breast implant illness or who she ended up talking to. She has the whole thing on her YouTube. So if you're interested in this topic, yeah. dive into it and look into it further. Um, or her name's not Katie, it was M, Emily Duncan. That was her yeah. name. So M Duncan um, started talking about her experience and started talking about how she thinks she has breast implant illness. So long story short, she went through this process, had an explant procedure, and within months, her hormones started to regulate, inflammation started to go down, her brain fog was better, her body started responding to the workouts and to nutrition and everything that she was doing prior. So that to me was like, well, that's anecdotal in and of itself. Like there's not a lot of really good research on there. And like, there's a lot of Western practitioners that honestly probably don't even think that this exists, but yeah. the more that you dig into this rabbit hole, you're like, oh my gosh, like it is a thing. And it has happened to a lot of women. Yeah, actually, it's funny you so you were the I knew about Emily Duncan, I knew her story, but I had never like, watched her YouTube videos or like, really gone into depth. But after I think you sent me her stuff. And so I like, you know, watched all of her videos. And she said something that was like, so like, I'll always remember she said something that was just like, so it made so much sense. She was like, you have implants, like you have a foreign object over like some of your most vital organs. And mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, my God, like, even, even if anyone else is going to argue anything science to you, it's just saying that it's just so simple. You have a form. Yeah. You can't, yeah, can't really yeah. Yeah, can say yeah. that's not upset your body. So, and it happens all the time with other stuff. It happens with organs, like when organ transplant fails, or uh, if you have other, like your body is very inept at what it needs to do to, you know, have homeostasis. And as soon as you introduce something that's not supposed to be there, it might not respond properly. And what's interesting is, you know, you could use the best medical practices and, you know, use like the best products, quality saline, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, you don't know how your body's going to respond to something like that. And for some people it's asymptomatic and they don't have any issues, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't have harm or risk for other people. Same thing with smoking, same thing with other drugs. Like there are just people out there that don't respond like we like yeah. we think they will. And you were one of those people among, I think a lot of other women that just don't know it or don't share their story and it's not being like publicized enough. Yeah. So I don't know if you know, I, but like one of the big helping factors for me was, um, it was like a Facebook group. It's called oh. like by Nicole. I don't know if you've ever gone on it. Oh, 60,000 members and you have to be approved um so wow. they like you now all that stuff but 
like there's like thousands there's probably like hundreds of posts every day of people like sharing their story like what they've gone through and like before and after pictures and stuff um and there's a lot of research and stuff about like you know anyone can react anyone cannot react but a lot of people with like you know underlying autoimmune conditions mm-hmm. stuff like that those are the people that typically end up having you know issues so Wow. Yeah. I'll share the, I'm going to share the link for that Facebook group in the show notes. Absolutely. Because I want to. Oh, yeah. Cause it has a ton of information about like the yeah. science behind it too. So, and it's like just really interesting and she did a really good job with the research. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm definitely going to share that as a resource for everybody that's listening in because it's something that just like, isn't talked about enough. So um, to fast forward a little bit. So I remember we left off with you and we decided, okay, you know what, we're going to go through with this. You booked the procedure and then it was just kind of wait around and see what happens. And I just told you to keep in touch with me. So first things first, um, what did your doctors or like your providers say when you brought this up to them? Like, what was their initial reaction? Can you still remember I plugged it into charge okay cool um so uh my I never went to a primary care physician about it but I did go see my OBGYN um because I like I don't know if I mentioned before but I've been missing periods for a while um I also had an IUD so it was kind of hard to differentiate what was the issue um but I I brought up with her um my implants and she was like you know I've had several you know, patients who have gotten them removed, um, and felt better. And like that really validated it too. Um, from like a, you know, a Western medicine doctor saying like, I have patients who felt better. Um, and then I actually went to, you know, I, I, I had several consults like with plastic surgeons, um, as well. And I did a lot of research on like doctors that did implant removal specifically because I wanted them to kind of believe in breast implant illness. Um, and so I think I saw four doctors wow. and yeah, um, before I picked one and then three out of the four were like, you know, I can't guarantee that you'll feel better, but I will say like, I have noticed a trend with mm-hmm. my patients. So that was really, you know, validating actually that doctors believed in it as well, but there are some people that don't. So. I mean, I'm glad you had that like extra validation though. Cause that's something that I think the modern healthcare system sometimes could do better at is just like really listening to yeah. the cries for help for our clients and like validating them for what they're saying. Like, even if, even if what they're saying seems like outlandish or ridiculous, but like really taking it with a grain of salt and seeing if there's some validity to it. Cause even with yeah. proper form, right? Like we get so many clients that have been dismissed by their GI doctors, yeah. their primary care physicians, and they just throw the umbrella term of IBS at them. And then they come yeah. to us and realize that there's all these other things that they could actually fix. So yeah. I was really happy to hear that you actually did have um, some support from your medical team. And then you were able to, you were able to book the appointment pretty quick. I felt like too. Yeah. Well, that was like one of my, the, the reason why I picked the surgeon that I picked was, um, you know, he was on 
what he had done lots of explant surgeries and he happened to have like an opening within the next couple of weeks. And for me, like once the light bulb went off, that that was what was wrong. I was like, I need this like right now, like, <laughs> like I need it yesterday. And so, yeah, I was just like, I have to do this because I know that's what it is. So I know I was, I feel really grateful that I didn't have to wait very long. Um, because how, it was um, how long did your procedure take? Um, I think it was about an hour and a half. Okay. So not too bad. Um, and then were you like discharged the next day or like, how did that work? Oh yeah. It's completely, I mean, unless you have like a lot of medical conditions, it's almost always, uh, outpatient. So you'll just oh, go in and then go home. Yeah. That day. Awesome. So tell me about how you started to feel afterwards. So literally just kind of, you know, share your experience as far as like, you know, a couple days post-op, a couple weeks, yeah. and then now we're, how many, how many months, of, is it two months now? Um, I think it's been almost three months almost now, three. actually. Okay. Um, yeah, close to three. Yeah. Um, so I won't say like it was, it, it was honestly, like, I'm not trying to like exaggerate, but I feel like it was immediate, honestly. Like, I feel like when I woke up from my surgery, I remember like, um, I was like, emotional. I was like, I like, for me, it was just because I could take a deep breath again. I was like, I didn't even realize like my lungs were like constricted. You know what I mean? I could take a deep oh, breath yeah. again. I didn't even um, yeah. I look like, and I, and I think about, I think about it now, like how I would try to like take a deep breath during yoga or something. And my lungs would like stop. I mean, I don't, I'm sure you've never experienced mm -hmm. that, but I was like, they, like they would just stop it. But I didn't feel like I was done. Um, oh. and so like, after surgery, I was able to take a deep breath again, which is amazing. And then, um, if you guys ever joined the Facebook group or you saw anyone else post about breast implant illness, one of the big like indicators is and that people always post about is like the difference in their eyes. Um, and that's, it's that's what I remember. Yes. It's so amazing. Like, and that, and I went through all the pictures, you know, before I had surgery and I was like, you know, like it would be amazing if this happened to me. Um, but you know, I don't want to get my hopes up, mm -hmm. like just in case, you know, it doesn't, but it did. I woke up, you know, I woke up, I could like, my eyes were like white again. And I didn't, you, didn't even, you know what I mean? You don't even realize it until, um, like after, um, where was I going? But yeah, as far as like recovery, it, I have a pretty high pain tolerance. So I actually had more trouble, like forcing my body to like rest yeah. and chill and like heal and stuff. Um, cause I was like, I feel great. Like I have energy again. Um, so it really, it really has been amazing. Um, and now I feel like, you know, I'm all, I, I'm healed. I can do anything I want. I can exercise however I want. Um, and I have like so much energy, so it's, it's amazing. That's seriously so crazy. Have, yeah. have your cycle, has anything changed like with your cycle? Yeah. No, yes. I just got a period like last week. So oh my God. it's actually doing like ovulation tests too. So I even ovulated and I had a period. So. Okay. This is amazing. This is like so exciting that we're able to like experience yeah. this moment, like live with everybody as well. Yeah. So like, see, it's like one of those things that like, you can't refute the proof, like the anecdotal evidence of like, well, we removed this one barrier and now all of these things are just, just so happen to fall into place. Like that's not coincidence in my clinical opinion. 
exactly. It's like, you can like, whatever research you want to put out there, like, I don't, you know what I mean? It's like, you don't know until you, you're there and you're like, mm-hmm. I feel better. So, you know. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, like, exactly like you said, like you have to trust the signs and the symptoms and like how your patient is feeling. And that's something that I think a lot of providers sometimes forget is sometimes they're a little bit too textbook when it comes mm-hmm. to things. And they're like, oh, well, like, yes, evidence-based research is obviously very, very important and like meta-analyses and looking through like well-studied practices, but there's still like some degree of using like intuition and trusting whatever the data is. And even if there's not a lot of like reputable information about it, like, I don't think there's any book, I don't know, I'd have to look if there's like books out there about breast implant illness. I know for a fact, they don't probably talk about it in medical school. Um, (laughs) So hopefully maybe in the future they will, but like, it's just crazy to think that like, you know, we had these suspicions and like, no pun intended, but we trusted our like gut instinct. Yeah. Like, you know what, let's just, the the risk is so worth it. In my opinion, that like, let's just go for it. And obviously clearly it ended up working out in your favor and it was, it was the right choice and the right move. And I will say like, as far as like scientific evidence and, um, you know, that sort of thing. So and I got my implants put in in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, this I had never heard of before, but now there, there's been some studies and stuff that have come out since then. Um, and there is a black box warning if you get implants now, like stating breast implant illness can happen to you, stating all the symptoms, like all the stuff. Um, so that's honestly like amazing. I wish if I, if I had just known about it or seen it, like maybe I would have changed my mind, but hopefully right. now people see that and doctors are, you know, saying like, Hey, this can happen to you. Like it's on, it's on the consent. Like people have to see that and read it. So hopefully that makes a difference. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you think about it very similarly to smoking in the, you know, the 1920s, all the way up until like the fifties, like nobody knew how detrimental the effects would be on the body until unfortunately, like later more and more research was conducted and we were like, Oh, this is not great for the body. And we should probably put yeah. warnings on, <laughs> on products because this is causing a lot of issues and a lot of cancer yeah. and, um, you know, all of these other things as well. So yeah, they're like, sorry, like, yeah, oops, by the way, <laughs> we didn't know. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, it's kind of hard. It's like, it's like the only way to learn these things is unfortunately sometimes like learning the hard way and being like, yeah. Oh, like we just didn't know any better because we didn't have enough information on hand. Yeah. Like honestly, yeah. when I was bodybuilding, I was like, if you would have asked me, oh, are you going to get implants one day? I was like, oh, heck yeah. Like, absolutely. Like I'm a naturally very like small framed individual who doesn't, you know, I barely fit an A cup. I'm getting real personal today. Um, <laughs> I don't care. You know? And it's like, you know, I was like, well, it makes me, it'll boost my confidence, you know, just make yeah. me feel a little bit better because, you know, I was really insecure about it. And I was like, gung ho. Like if I had the money, I would have done it immediately. And I just kind of kept it in the, in the yeah. back corner of like, oh, like, you know, when I have money, like I'm totally going to do it. And then within the last few years, like hearing M Dunk's story and then yours yeah. and then all the other people that I've started to come across, um, who've gone through similar experiences, I don't want them anymore. Like I honestly, like for me, the the pros versus the cons is just like so far and in between that like it's I'd rather just work on my confidence and like Mm -hmm. my body positivity and find clothes that are more flattering for my chest size instead of potentially taking a very 
big health risk and, you know, putting, putting myself in danger ultimately. And yeah. by the way, if you have breast implants, like we are not judging you. Yeah, for sure. We don't care. Like you do you like at the end of the day, like if you're, you've got implants and you are living your best life and you don't have any weird symptoms, like your hormones are good. Your tests are great. That's not to say that like you will have it by any means. Like this is not meant to be medical advice. We're just sharing mm-hmm. a story. Don't ask mm-hmm. me in the comments or anything like that. People. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's something to be aware of no differently than yeah. like, you know, drinking alcohol or choosing yeah. to participate in drugs. Like ultimately at the end of the day, it's your choice to participate in anything that you do, but it's important to just be mindful and be aware that everything has consequences potentially and might not be the best option for you. So, yeah. Okay. Last question I want to ask you is, would you recommend getting implants removed for women who might think they're, they are experiencing the same things as you? And then second question to follow up is, do you have any words of wisdom or tips or anything that you want to share to women who think that they might actually have breast implant illness and like just feel lost and don't know what to do? Yeah. Um, as far like, I don't want to give medical advice either, obviously, just like Courtney said, but I, I feel like you have to like know in your gut, you know what I mean? Like a light, but I feel like that's like, you probably won't, it's expensive. Obviously the surgery is expensive. And until that like, like light bulb goes off or like you've exhausted all your other resources. Um, like, I feel like you're not ready. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you have to want it. Like no one else can tell you, mm-hmm. like you have to get, you, you should get the surgery. Like you have to want it. Um, so that's like my biggest, you know I mean? Like don't get it because I'm saying I feel better. Get it because you know, in your gut, like this is what mm-hmm. your problem is. Um, and then as far as like advice, um, I feel like it's helpful to have someone like, obviously you know, you should sit, share like my contact information or something on here, like oh, have yeah. someone gone through it, um, and reach out to them and like ask all the questions. Um, and then, yeah, just really just trust your gut. I don't, you know, you just like, you know, when you know, and I hope like this is the answer for you too. If you're wondering if that's what it is, I really hope it is. So yeah, absolutely. And like biggest thing, yeah. is like be an advocate for yourself. Like when it comes to yeah. your health and your well-being, that is the one thing that I would argue that you absolutely should be selfish for at the end of the day is making sure that your health and wellness is a top priority. And if there are barriers and things getting in the way of that, you're only doing yourself a disservice by not seeking out professional help and seeking out answers. So um, I would definitely recommend you know, following that Facebook group for some community support by all means, like I'm going to include um, Kay's contact information. If you want to reach out to her, you can reach out to us and we'll gladly get you connected as well um, for somebody that will also be an advocate for you and listen to your, um, your signs, your symptoms, listen to your story. But ultimately at the end of the day, um, we really want to remind you guys to just, you know, find that support. If you feel like no one's listening to you and you're crazy you're probably not. You just haven't found the right support system yet. So hopefully, you know, this story was um, insightful or interesting, or who knows, maybe this is the story that is that light bulb moment for somebody that's listening, who knows. Um, But I just thought it was uh, just an amazing, interesting, crazy story that I had to share um, because it's one of those things that just doesn't get talked about. And I think that 
we, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding, so to speak, when it comes to your experience. And I'm so happy that ultimately the decision that you made is panning out and moving you in the right direction. And obviously it was worth it. Like I would assume, right. You wouldn't look back oh, a second. It's so funny. I like have to tell you this, like it, my husband's probably sick of me saying this, but I either tell my husband or my mom every day. I'm like, I cannot believe how much better I feel like oh. that was best money I've ever spent. I literally say that like every day. It's amazing. So I love that you said that too, because you know, we're realistic when it comes to healthcare, healthcare is freaking expensive. Anything that you do nowadays is going to cost an arm and a leg, but when it comes to your health and your wellness, like how much would you spend? Like theoretically, how much would you be willing to invest in yourself to have Kay's experience in order to actually start living your life again, feeling better, you know, she has um, a daughter and she's a wife and she's a, you know, an employee to an account, to a company, like all of these things are part of her identity. And it's unfortunate that something as seemingly minimal as her implants were preventing her from truly living her, her best life. So um, I know it sounds super sappy and cliche, but it, it really is important to recognize those things. And just like I said before, just be an advocate for your health and your well-being. And if you're struggling to find resources that are willing to listen to you, please reach out to us. And even if it's not gut health related, we will find the um, right provider and the right support system for you to get you where you need to be. With that being said, um, I'll leave it off here. Um, Like I said, if you guys are interested, please reach out to um, reach out to us, reach out to Kay. I'll leave some of the information we chatted about in the show notes, but um, I hope you guys have a good rest of your day and stay tuned for more upcoming episodes. Bye. Bye. Thank you. That was, you're so good at this. (laughs) Thanks.